I am reminded of the question, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? The first time I heard that was years ago. I was in a spiritual sharing circle through my church with a guy named Bruce who'd been in AA for like 10 years. And I remember I was like, I think I'd rather be right, which is kind of astonishing to me now. But back then, I really wanted to be right. Well, I think I wanted to be both liked and right, but sometimes you can't be both. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, I'm a boundaries coach who specializes in helping women who are focused on what others are thinking and doing and neglect themselves in the process. And I have coached hundreds of people on how to build healthy boundaries using my exclusive build framework. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. I'm an avid beachcomber who collects sea glass, shells, wood, and stones. I am a formerly closeted fan of the Hallmark Channel, especially the Christmas movies. Hello, Christmas in July. I wear fingerless gloves from September to June because my hands are always cold, so I have about 15 pairs. And I get a huge kick out of counting how many days, weeks, and months there are until my birthday or Christmas at completely random times of the year. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 231, Tools for How to Enjoy Your Vacation, MYOB, and Zip It. Before I get into the tools I'm going to share in this episode, I want to share something really fucking cool that happened while I was on vacation last week in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. The White Mountains were absolutely magnificent, and it was also incredibly wonderful to spend the entire week with my sweetheart. However, All of that pales in comparison to what I'm about to tell you. We stopped in my father's hometown in southeastern New Hampshire on our way back home. I think it's been 25 years since I've been in that town, which was just for a moment to see my grandparents' house and my great aunt's house. And this time was the first time that I've been there since I've been in recovery. And since I have had this new version of my dad as one of my inner loving parents, which I've spoken about on previous episodes. It's probably been 35 years since my grandparents sold their house. So the Nangles have not lived there for decades. And I went to their address, which used to be 36 and a half, their street address. Their house was back behind other houses. Now, all those other houses are gone, and there's a giant parking lot, and there's my grandparents' house with a banner on the porch, and it says, September is recovery month. And I thought, yes, it is, and that's amazing that they have that there. Why would somebody have a banner of that on their porch? 
Well, there was a guy in the parking lot and we started chatting and he told me it's recovery house. And the building right over here is the administration building. And I was flabbergasted. So I go in and they're like, hey, can I help you? And I said, yeah, my name is Barb Nangle. My grandparents used to own that house and I am a woman in recovery. And they were like, oh my God, we were wondering why you were out there taking pictures. So they told me it's a recovery house for women and their children. And I was like, oh my God. And I started to cry. And one of the ladies started crying. And I said, listen, my main program is adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families. And that house is where a lot of my dysfunction came from. So the idea that there are moms there changing the legacy of intergenerational family dysfunction is fucking mind-blowing to me. I asked them if there was any way that I could get a tour, and they gave me a waiver to sign, and I got a tour. There were no moms or kids inside. I don't really know why, but it was absolutely beautiful. And it was a really nice mixture between communal living and independent living. And it was just incredible. And while I was doing the tour, I was like, by the way, I have a recovery podcast and I'm a boundaries coach. And they were like, wow, that's amazing. We'll have to share your podcast with our community. So I gave them every single one of my business cards that I had on me. And I said, well, perhaps I can do a boundaries workshop for the ladies if that's feasible. So we're going to stay in contact. Now, That feels like my recovery and healing has reverberated into the past. The walls of that house are now being permeated with multiple families' energy actively engaged in recovery. And that just feels really beautiful. So on to today's topic. I am reminded of the question, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? The first time I heard that was years ago. I was in a spiritual sharing circle through my church with a guy named Bruce who'd been in AA for like 10 years. And I remember I was like, I think I'd rather be right, which is kind of astonishing to me now. But back then, I really wanted to be right. Well, I think I wanted to be both liked and right, but sometimes you can't be both. And the lesson of what what I've learned about what I'm about to share with you is that The reason I was able to have such a wonderful vacation with my sweetheart is I'd rather be liked than right now. And I also want to share this stuff because I want to make sure that you folks listening understand there's a lot of fucked up shit that goes on in my head. And I do a lot of work every day, especially with my thoughts. I sometimes hear from people and it's clear that they think I have it all together, I've got it made, I don't have any more problems. And I'm not really sure why they think that because I feel like I talk about my shit all the time. The situations I'm about to describe are perfect examples of how I've learned to change my behavior. When I think back on all my relationships in the past, especially romantic ones, but also friends, I'm astonished that I kept people around because a lot of this stuff I'm going to tell you that I basically didn't do during my vacation are things that I used to do and say all the time. So a couple things I learned in recovery came in really handy on this vacation. One of them, mind my own damn business. And the second one, 
zip it. Just keep my mouth shut. When I was working with my first sponsor, she helped me come up with zip it as one of my most important recovery tools because I have an opinion about everything. And I used to believe, at least subconsciously, that I did know better than everybody else and people should listen to me and that my input was required. Okay, so scenario one. My sweetheart takes a lot of medications and he has this little basket he carries his pills in. I'm going to say there's something like 15 to 20 bottles of pills in that basket. What I want for him is to either get a med management packet, you know, the plastic pill holder that has compartments labeled with the different days and a different row for night and day so the pills can be sorted ahead of time, or maybe get an app to help him keep track of his medications. But he doesn't want to do that. In the past, I would not have let that go. I would have repeatedly brought it up and said, you should do this with your medication. But guess what I did? Because they're not my pills. And it's none of my fucking business. So I just zipped it. I kept my mouth shut. Now, a few things that I'm going to talk about have to do with us driving. So I want to start by saying this. He and I have traveled together and we travel together very well. We've done it many times. And we've agreed that the person in the driver's seat gets to dictate what's going on in the car. They're in charge. So if you're in the passenger seat and you want to change the heat or turn on the radio or whatever, then you get permission from the driver. So keep that in mind. So driving thing number one, when he's driving and the GPS is on, he leaves it on even when we take a detour. So let's say we're going to a gas station or we're going to do this little pull-off in the mountains. He just leaves the GPS on. So it keeps talking and trying to redirect us back to our scheduled route. And guess what I did? I zipped it because I'm not the driver. He needs air circulating in the car even when the windows are open. And I don't really feel like that's necessary to do when the windows are open. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But if he's driving, I've agreed I'm deferring to the driver. So I'm going to mind my own business and zip it because it's not hurting me. Very early in the trip, when I was driving on the highway, there was a vehicle to the right that was kind of like neck and neck with us for a bit. It wasn't really that long. And he wanted me to either pass them or let them go past us. And my thought was, what the fuck difference does it make? But I didn't say that because I'm not responsible for my first thought, but I am responsible for my second thought and for what comes out of my mouth. That was another little gem I learned early in recovery that has helped me enormously, especially in my first couple years of recovery. So I said to him, you're paying a little bit too much attention from the passenger seat. And he said, I know, I know, I know, I'm a motorcycle driver and that's a, it's dangerous to be driving side by side like that. They can't see you. And I said, okay, but you're in a car now and I'm driving. Now, if you feel unsafe, then please say, I feel unsafe, but don't tell me what I should or should not do. And he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Before I go into the next thing, you should know that my sweetheart has hiked every single mountain in the White Mountains many times, both during regular weather and in the winter doing mountaineering. So 
He knows the area very well, and it feels very much like home to him. When we got up to the area where we were going to be lodging, this was on Labor Day, Monday afternoon, a holiday, and he made the comment, everybody's going home now. In my mind, I was like, how the fuck do you know that? Like, what do you mean they're going home now? It was the middle of the day on a Monday, which was a holiday, which is not when people leave a vacation area. And there's no rush hour in the White Mountains, especially not on a holiday. But instead of saying, how the fuck do you know that? I zipped it. This is the kind of thing that in my past relationships, I absolutely would have said. And it's another perfect example of I'm not responsible for my first thought, but I am responsible for my second thought and for what comes out of my mouth. This was so important in the beginning of my recovery. And what I learned is I'm going to have fucked up thoughts. I don't need to actually verbalize them. I almost never think I'm not responsible for my first thought, blah, 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 anymore because I've really learned that lesson. Here's another thing that has to do with driving. We took my car, which is an automatic, but he continually shifts gears while he's driving like it's a stick shift. What did I do? I zipped it. So the reason I'm sharing this stuff with you is so that you can perhaps see from my examples, what has your part been when you've had difficulty while on vacation or in other situations? Maybe you could have minded your own business like I've learned to do, or maybe you could learn to zip it like I've learned to do, or maybe you could stop saying the first thing that comes to your mouth, excuse me, to your mind. Like you're not responsible for your first thought, but you are responsible for your second thought and for what comes out of your mouth. Now, can you imagine if I said things to him like, how the fuck do you know that? An argument definitely would have ensued. If you speak to somebody like that, it's cause for conflict. But instead, I just let the thought drift away and I told myself, Barb, just zip it. So if you want to have more peace on your vacations, learn to mind your own business and zip it. Now, bonus. One other thing where my recovery came in super handy, which is to not live into the wreckage of the future. Towards the end of the vacation, we went stargazing. It was a crystal clear night in the White Mounds of New Hampshire. So he drives us to a parking lot and we get out of the car and both of us left our phones in the car, which is not something we normally do. And of course, it's pitch fucking blackout because we're in the mountains and it's a clear night. And so we take a few steps away from the car and all of a sudden I think, oh my God, what if he drops the keys? If he drops the keys, we're not going to be able to find them because it's pitch dark out. And we left our phones in the car and there's no flashlights and it's going to be really freezing out here really soon. And nobody's ever going to find us because we're in a parking lot that's off the road and we're going to be here all night. And oh my God, we're going to freeze to death. Now that happened in about 3.5 seconds in my head. And luckily I caught myself before I went any further. I decided I'm not going to think that way. So instead I'm going to lay down on the ground and look up at the amazing sky. And he had brought his binoculars. So we looked through the binoculars and I was completely blown away by how many more stars you can see with binoculars. I don't know that I've done that before. Maybe I have, I'm not really sure, but I was really moved by how many fucking stars there are. 
and how small we are. And I was thinking about how sometimes I feel like things in my life are so important. And yet there's this entire universe out there, which is running so smoothly. It was an incredible moment. Later, when we were in the car, because he didn't drop the keys and we didn't end up having to stay out there all night in the dark, in the cold, where nobody would find us, I told him that I had this like 3.5 second situation of living into the wreckage of the future and how I was able to put those thoughts aside and enjoy this incredibly profound moment. So this is another tool from recovery. Do not live into the wreckage of the future. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-released podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work 
is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.